When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to Post Game Reaction Podcast here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. If that's where you're listening, if you're watching live on Twitter or potentially on Facebook or YouTube, we welcome you all. We thank our presenting sponsors, which is Carl Auto Group and my friends at Centurion Stone of Iowa. Iowa State loses tonight to Oklahoma 50 to 20. Uh, weird game, probably not the way that most people saw this one going. I didn't think Iowa State would win it. Um, I did think this would look more like, um, you know, an Iowa State game the last couple of years. And what I what I mean by that is not giving up fifty points. In fact, I didn't think Iowa State would score twenty. Uh, I picked, I think, twenty seven to thirteen was my final in this. Um, and clearly, you know, uh, there, there are positives in the first half from the offense. The offense did not do much in the second half. Uh, really not many positives defensively tonight for Iowa State. And we'll get into all of that. Um, you know, what is wrong with this defense? That's, that's the big question right now. And, I, you know, I can identify a handful of things. But first and foremost, when I look at this game, Tonight in general, I mean, Iowa State was just outclassed across the board. Oklahoma's roster significantly better than Iowa State. This, this, it, it, it was a no contest to me. Um, you, you know, Iowa State has a lot of young guys out there, and Oklahoma is one of the heaviest teams in the portal. They're playing juniors and seniors, and it looked like it tonight. You know, that really, really, really showed up across the board. I thought tonight, so. Sometimes you just got to take your hat off and say the the other team is a lot better, and 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 that was clearly the case. You know, Iowa State's defense is in a weird spot. We haven't really seen this for a while, um, specifically under John Haycock. I, it, really, really odd um, to to see him get decimated like that, the way that they did. I think that um, you know the, clearly. Uh, that they are not getting pressure with three. Clearly, the linebackers, I thought it stood out last week specifically that the linebackers are really, you know, inexperienced, bad angles, bad tackling, that type of stuff. And, you know, frankly, I think the secondary's been a little bit underwhelming too compared to, you know, what we thought you had. Uh, Tampa, I think, has been really good. I'm not going to, I'm not going to kill him. Um, I think Purchase has been beat a lot more than I probably thought he was going to be. And they're clearly really missing Malik Verdone when it comes to coming up and helping with the run game. So I, I just, where do you go from here uh, is the question, because this is a couple weeks in a row now where the defense has been really lackluster. There, I, I look at it a couple ways. One, I, I do trust Haycock to keep getting this thing better, right? He's He's earned that. But two, um, I also think, too, it's like, you know, I'm hopeful that 
Oklahoma's got the best offense in the league. I, I don't know that, but I'm hopeful of it. I, I think the guys down in Austin, Texas will probably have something to say about that. Uh, but you know, I'm what I am hopeful is that when you start playing some of these teams, similar rosters, adjustments you make, you know, that they will improve and that this will get better for Iowa State. You saw it last week against Oklahoma State, though, and they're they're not a great roster, and they were able to move the ball pretty consistently. So, you know, that's kind of my more optimistic view. the The doom and gloom view, though, is that I, I just I think they're down on talent uh, across the not across the board. That's not a fair statement. They're really good in the secondary still. I still believe that, but man, it makes it hard when you're playing the dime stack and you can't get pressure with three. Because it kind of throws everything out the window, and every so I'm, I just wonder, what are you going to do? What's what is John Haycock and and Matt Campbell and Tyson Bite and that entire defensive coaching staff that really, you know, has earned um, I, my trust? I believe um, they're going to do something. What will it be? I I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the answer is, and it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to come on here and give an answer. You know, when you give up 14 yards per completion, not terrible against the run tonight, 3.8, but it, it, you know, it really didn't matter. And I felt like, you know, Brent Venables was showing some mercy there too. I didn't think that they were really trying to score much in that fourth quarter specifically. Um, okay. We'll get to the offense now, like specifically, you know, I was really enthusiastic about the offense in the first half. I, I know that, you know, the pick six obviously was killer. You had a uh, pump block, uh, which was killer. But there were a lot of good things to like about Iowa State's offense. I, I think with this offense, I mean, we, we kind of look at it now and you go, well, they're not going to be complete shit the rest of the year, which two weeks ago, we didn't necessarily know that. So they, they've really, really improved. A uh, little disappointed, though, that really you got nothing in the second half. Uh, but then, you know, the game was just totally different. Well, it was interesting about this game is usually you see Iowa State junk these things up, slow these games down, play to your defense. They came right out tonight and threw the ball. They threw on first down. They were go. They were going. And, you know, with that, it kind of sped this thing up and it changed this whole football game into a spot that, you know, um, you're just not used to with Iowa State, and then you had two options if you're Matt Campbell. Go back to the conservative thing, protect your guys, or let them go out there and and, and go at it. And that's what they did, and you throw a pick six there, right? So a little bit of a catch-22. I'm glad they did it the way that they did. I think you learn more that way than going out there and playing not to get blown out. Um, you went out there, and they, they left it all out there, and unfortunately, you lose by 30. But in the same vein, I can look at it and say, I think that this team, you know, I watched BYU and Cincinnati last night. And I do think that this team can, um, you know, win some of these games down the stretch with offense. But, you know, you've got to figure out the defensive thing. Clearly, that's that's no secret to anybody watching these things. And I, I don't know. I'm look. I'm just sorry. I'm looking at the comments for the first time right now. Cole says, "Anytime, any chance we go with four down linemen on defense? I I doubt it. 
What's interesting about the the dime stack? It's not real. You're usually sending four guys, but the fourth guy doesn't have his hand on the ground. So like they're going to have to bring pressure in more exotic ways. Like there's there's no doubt about that. You've got to be able to pressure somebody though, and and the, you know another thing too is that I'm guessing they're missing a lot more tackles than they have in previous years, and that's where I just how I started this podcast out. I just feel like they they were just so down on talent compared to Oklahoma tonight that we haven't seen this with an Iowa State and an opponent in a really long time. Last year's games, you go back. I never, like, was Iowa State as good as a lot of those teams? No, but I didn't feel like they were completely outclassed. Maybe TCU at the end of the year, but I felt like that was a little bit of a throwaway game. Not much to play for. TCU's, you know... You know, the set runner up in the country last year. Um, but I, I, it didn't feel like this. This felt like some of the uh, early Campbell years or like late Rhodes years, where it's just like, yeah, you know, they're going to play that team 10 times, and I don't think they're going to beat this Oklahoma team. So I'm hopeful that Oklahoma is, is, is higher. We'll see. I mean, they, they, they beat Cincinnati by 14 last week, but if you watch that game, it really wasn't that close. That could have easily been a 30-point deficit in Nippert Stadium. So what, let's see. I think they'll grow from this. I, I'm with you, Derek. I, I, I think that um, you know Rocco Beck showed a lot of fortitude by throwing that pick six and then coming back and, and playing the way that he did. That was super impressive. Um, I'm not um, – you know, I just I, – I didn't think they'd win tonight. I thought it would be closer – but again, there's part of me that's like, man, well, even though you, you get shut out in the second half and it wasn't ideal, you still, at the same day, I still feel like the offense, in a weird way, took a step forward because they're able to run the football a little bit more. And, you know, again, like you hope with some of these more common type opponents coming up, I don't know what TCU is um, as far as next week goes. I know they're playing right now. I have not seen... Hold on, I'll pull up a score update for that right now. They are tied with West Virginia. So, I mean, if that's any indication, I, you know, Iowa State will be right in that. They should be in that game next week. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but get back, uh, get Malik Verdome back on that defense. That's going to help a lot. I mean, that's not, that doesn't, that doesn't change the game tonight. But you, you really, it really hurts when you have this defense that can't get pressure with three and then, a lack of a good run stopping safety that for dome positions really important. I want to see him back and see if they can clean this up. Uh, but John Haycock's got a lot of work to do. I mean, this is uh, again, a spot that we haven't seen Iowa state's defense be in in well over five years. So let's see him roll up their sleeves. We've seen the offense do it. The raw offense was rock bottom a couple weeks ago. And again, tonight wasn't perfect, but I still feel like it took a step forward. Um, Rocco Beck was under pressure. He got hit a ton. He only completes 45% of his passes, but I don't put a lot of that on him. His second interception was, was on him. You know, that's a, you know, the, both of those interceptions were on him, but you know, he was, he was under a lot of duress. Uh, I still think he'd take a step forward tonight. I'm excited for next week. Let's see. Let's see what this team's, let's see what this team's got. I also think, too, it's just important to point out one more time that, God, like, 
you're playing with all these freshmen out there. And if it's not for that gambling deal, you're really not in that spot as much as you, you should, you should have been, but maybe that's a thing in the future where these guys all getting these reps is going to be a, a helpful thing. You know, they'll be better for it in the long run. We'll see. I uh, appreciate all you guys watching here on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, listening on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Williams and Bloom coming up on Sunday. Those are my initial thoughts. I'll try and watch this game back. Uh, probably watch the first half back. I don't know if I'm going to watch the second half again. It really feels like a little bit of a throwaway in that second half at least. Uh, but you you got an offense that's getting better, and you've got a defense that is – uh, looking for answers. I'm Chris Williams, 50 to 20. Oklahoma beats Iowa State tonight.